I don't know. Uh, last yesterday was a blur, and then so and I was drinking, so tired and sure. Oh yeah. well, you're not gonna be like that now, baby, because we're kicking it good at the Dynasty Hot Sauce <laughs> Pod, baby. I am Larry Monkey, and I'm here with Justin Rogers, and we'll talk about what, what we're gonna talk about. So, what, what's going on in your life right now, man, brother? You know, just hanging out, chilling. So <laughs> another lovely day. All right, my man. So are you feeling super? I'm you feeling, feeling super duper. You feeling super duper? Because tonight, all the way from Detroit, Michigan, we got Mr. Super Duper Flex, Bill McCarthy. What's up, my man? What's up, guys? I am. Uh, I'm already more fired up than I have been in weeks. So I'm ready to roll. Yes, nice. yes. So uh, what's going on in your life, man? You're the. Uh, you got a lot of stuff happening, dude. Yeah, too well, much, I, mean, I think, actually. Um, what is, uh, if you could rank them, your favorite, <laughs> your least favorite. <laughs> you guys are number one. Yes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, you got a lot Until of stuff going show. on. Like, Bill? I, I do have a lot going on, yeah. It's, like uh, the Superflex show, the Superflex pod, Superflex birds, the fantasy timeline, which he does with our Dynasty Trades HQ league mate. Uh, Josh Valentine, super flex city, baby. I dig yeah. it. Yeah, we're kind of combining uh, forces a bit. All the super flex shows and uh, kind of pooling our uh, hosts. It's become a city of super flex instead I of a few that, uh, individual pods. So yeah, it's uh, right. working with some good dudes, and you know, it's fun because we all kind of have our different ways of you know, doing our, building our teams and it's fun to kind of argue who's right. And, you know, I, I apparently I am not this year. Correct. So, right. uh, well, I mean, one question right off the bat, how many, how many quarterbacks should somebody own in a super <laughs> flex, uh, league, you know, 12 teams, super flex PPR, just like a regular super flex league. I mean, Final personally, premium. I'm cool with three. Um, you know, QBs, huh? Nice. I mean, 12 teams, I think, are pretty. You know, there's always going to be quarterbacks available if you need one. And, yeah. you know, because there's going to be teams that are rebuilding that maybe have an older quarterback that you can pick up. There's always guys like Kyle Allen you can add, um, you know, for super cheap and, you know, kind of get through a year, maybe like if you lost Dak or something like that. But, Yes. Uh, when you get when you get three of them, do you want two studs, or are you are you a mid tier guy? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. Like, um, I like to have one guy I know I'm going to have for the next three four years for sure, and then I, I'll probably take like a guy who's probably a little bit mobile. You know, like uh, what like Daniel Jones was a, a good one last year, just because you know he can get some yards. I mean, obviously that's kind of blown up because he's likes to fumble a lot, but, um, he's he likes to trip as well. So. <laughs> tripping. I do. I enjoyed a lot of the, uh, memes and the, the gifts of like uh sniper shooting. And then, yeah, like, right. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty sweet. I love the internet, man. People are incredible. Yeah, People throwing banana peels on the field. Yeah. The percentage of victory or that that's, that's how he just <laughs> zero. <laughs> But That's yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it's 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 just a matter of your comfort. You know, a lot of people feel like they need to have a bunch of quarterbacks, and hey, that's just a risk tolerance thing, in my opinion. So there's no right or wrong answer, really. It's just a matter of how how close to the edge you want to play. Yeah, I mean, three. Yeah. I like. I mean, I'm I love to have three legit quarterbacks, starting mm. quarterbacks, and then just a bunch of. You know Jeff Driscoll's and like flyers, yeah, yeah, Brett Ripien. I mean, if it's depending on the size of your league, you know, sure. Um, you know, I, in any of any of my super flex leagues that have thirty plus players or in taxis, and you know the the expanded IR this year, you know, load them up because you you get a Kyle Allen, you could flip him or a Jeff Brett Ripien and Ripien flip him, and you get him for one one start, and you get some guy that's desperate for that you know, has had had the quarterback injury get to him. So I don't know. I like, uh, I like a bevy of, I like a, a harem or a plethora of quarterbacks. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Maybe like three, three legit ones. Definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. I like to have f- four is living fat. Four is a, 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 that's a future piece starting piece on your team. That's not yeah. 
is for me, or maybe two pieces because it's a quarterback. Now I'm much more aggressive. Like when you're in a 14 team league, like I'm adding yeah, yeah. all the quarterbacks all the time because I mean, then they're worth, I mean, those guys are worth million, you know, a million dollars compared to like when you get into the 12 team, I just feel like there's just enough opportunity to throw somebody in if you lose somebody. So I'm yeah. less stressed about it, I guess. You were part of the Alan Lazard trade that Justin did with <laughs> Yes, I was. <laughs> and maybe we'll segue that into the Run DFF Tank Tracker. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, I mean, it ended I, up working out well for you, of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that yeah. was. What are you gonna do? Like, I thought that was a fair offer, honestly. Like, that was before anybody knew. Did you know at all that no. he was okay? So. Like I'm not, I mean, I'm not like Field Yates, Adam Schefter. Yeah, you he's, know, a Miss, he's, a Miss, he's a Mississippi. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Podunk, Mississippi. <laughs> I just I, this was I had already been sending out offers before it, it even became like, uh, oh my gosh, he's gonna miss. Like, sure, you know, we're talking about the you know two days before or whatever. I had sent the offer to, to Larry. So I was or he begging him. I was begging him for Alan Lazard, and yeah. he was, and John ba- and this was on the show with John Bosch, and he, Bosch is like. You know, I think you should. I think you could get a, a twenty-one second because I was offering a twenty-two second, and he was about to pull the trigger. And Bosch is like, "No, no, dude, you got to like shop it around, man." That's <laughs> not how that happened. So you were happy Bosch that Bosch saying, did that. Bosch was saying it was a fair deal, and I said, "No way, I think I can get a twenty-one first or a twenty-one okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the one that was adamant about. No, okay, I, so Bosch didn't care what, when it was. For, I was right. right. I was Bosch right. said a second is a second. You know, if you yeah, 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 yeah. And I said I agree. But I just think that I could get, and I did. And yeah. I'm sure that uh, Josh immediately messaged you as soon as the news popped. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Because yeah. we were like, I think we were on the show. Like, we had just finished our show. And he's like, oh, I got this offer. And I'm like, in a 16-team league, that's pretty, that's a solid offer. You know, like, I mean, to right. get a starting wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you know, chucking the ball at him. I mean, that's pretty solid. So, I thought that was a really fair offer on your part. And and honestly, it could still pay off for him because his team is still doing really well. Yeah. It's not only in the division. So when he gets gets Lazard back, there's, I mean, clearly there's nobody else on the team, you know, the rest of those receivers suck. Yes. When, so speaking of Josh and the HQ one dynasty trade HQ listener league, our boy Josh is in like, he's, I'm in his division. He's in first yeah, place. Yeah, he's in first place. Six. He's got the best record in the league. He's um, he's like he's in the top like five, top four or five in points. But he's got the best record in the league at six and one. He's sitting pretty. Everyone yeah. else is five and two and below. I am on a two game slide. I tried. I you know I tried to patch it up. All my injuries, and you know I played a couple of powerhouse teams. That second that I got just keeps getting earlier and earlier. <laughs> earlier and earlier. Oh, baby. That's what you're thinking. That's not how it's going to work out, baby. So CMC coming back perhaps this week. Dallas Goddard. Joe Mixon's coming back. Come on. Let's Goddard's think. out for like two more weeks. And I don't even know. Yeah. I think they hold Mixon out one more week and then go through the bye. Because don't they have I a agree. bye next week? Yep. I think that's right. I'm okay with that. I don't care. As long as I come playoff time. Here I am on my tank tracker slide, still trucking along, lost four in a row. Nice, oh, doing it, you, doing it, and, and you're still getting his tank is is has hit its stride, and it's humming along right now, wouldn't you say? I'm I'm crushing the tank now. <laughs> when did you make that decision? Oh, I, I made the decision last year. Oh, okay. So I gutted the team last year, acquired a bunch of firsts from this past year, and moved a bunch of pieces to get my two my two base quarterbacks. Now I have. Four or five, I think I have four first and six seconds in this coming draft, and then nice the, the picks in the, in the 2022 as well. But uh, I'll be focusing on getting acquiring multiple players on this next one, so yeah, yeah, I, I feel like especially because three of those firsts are going to be top six, so I'm going to be I'm going to be moving around a lot, yeah. Come that's come off season, I like I love to move move trade, you know, draft picks, and I don't have to. Like I had the number one, I had the one hundred one twice last off season. Got Mahomes, acquired it back, and then got uh, Kyler Murray. So nice using some pieces and whatnot. But sure, it was like Mahomes. It was like the one hundred one, the one hundred eight, and Ben Roethlisberger or something like that, or one ten and one and Ben Roethlisberger for Mahomes. And a sixteen teamer, I was like, I'm done. You, you can yeah, have that's pieces. beautiful. Like yeah, 
And then uh, I can't even remember what I did for Murray, but it I I I killed that one too. So see, there are a couple of like powerhouse teams in this league, and uh, was a powerhouse, yeah. Well, I still am a current powerhouse <laughs> team, but here's the thing. You can't be a mediocre team. You have to be, and if you're if you're yep. not, if you're slightly above average, you, you have to just go and rebuild. And those are the teams that can really take advantage of a rebuild. The guy, the, the folks that have the half, uh, that have the half a team already, not the ground zero teams that have to start from like scratch. But if you have like, if you call it quits at the right time, you can have a year turnaround where you ju- right. are just like boom, 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 you know. But and you just have to make sure that you're doing it the right way, right? Like it seems like Justin is doing that that way because he he acquired the quarterbacks, because like in that sort of league, it's going to be super difficult to get quarterbacks, you know, because the value is just so high and everybody I'm sure drafts them so early in rookie drafts. Even I think Ceh went 103, and then uh, our buddy Greg had the 104 and traded it away. He only had one quarterback at the time. It was Joe Burrow. Or no, it was uh, Tua. He took Tua. So he had one quarterback at the time. And instead of taking Herbert, he traded it away and got, you know, like the 105 and 110 or something. So he tra- Greg had traded up. Shane passed on Justin Herbert twice and then panicked and traded back in. Greg thought he was taking Dobbins and he took Herbert. Yep. That's and that was, that was the mistake that happened. And Greg was yeah. devastated. Hey, yeah, uh, I took him 104 in my 14 team league. Um, Herbert, check, check your email, Larry. Oh, check my email. Whoa! Oh, look at her. Like there's that. A, there's a live trade on Whoa. the Hot Podcast. Holy moly! All right, I will not tell you what, what this is. Super duper flex. Who do you like in this trade? <laughs> um, it's Michael Gallup, a 2021 fifth. And a 2022 second. That's Gallup, a fifth, mm-hmm. and a 22 second for Brandon Ayuk. So this is this this league that we're talking about. Yep. Not 16. only is this this league, but this trade just occurred between me and Justin. Okay, it was just accepted uh, by Justin. We had gone back and forth on a couple things. Yes, yes. So. Like right, I think we, it's pretty fair to be honest with you. Like it's. Like for me, those picks, like, and that, that was kind of what led me to tell um, Josh to accept that trade is because if he believes he's going to be like a late second, I mean, that's essentially like a, like Early a late third, third and norm, yeah. you know, a 12 team league. So um, that second really doesn't do a ton for me. So it's just a matter of if I like Ayuk or Gallup, I, I actually prefer the Gallup side a little bit just because he, he's going to be in a higher volume offense and passing offense at least so I, I i not this year necessarily but i mean long term i think that i feel better about his situation in a more powerful offense so the yeah. gallup side I, I think i i lean i like Ayuk. i like his draft capital he's a first yep. round pick i mean uh, and it makes a lot of sense now. in this trade right because justin you're tanking and right. larry you're not I so i mean it's like a perfect here. trade for what you guys are trying to do right Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, and he, and again, he's a young guy, so that helps me in the future. Yep. But who knows? Uh, we'll see how it goes. I need some instant production, and that goose egg from Gallup. <laughs> just you know, I'm not a goose egg guy, man. I feel like if you I get that. Give, me, give me a fucking goose egg, yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm all in on next year's Dallas offense because I really do believe the back returns. Ayuk was the last of that tier of wide receivers. And I had actually, when I when I had the pick, I was on the clock, and I think Edwards and a couple other guys were there. And I moved back, picked up an early third, and I moved, and I knew the tier, and I knew okay, I didn't want to go past this point. I think it was like two oh nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. I stopped right there and grabbed Ayuk. So, and then all I did was, you know, I wanted to capitalize on on a big game. So I'm not an Ayuk believer. I just wanted the value of it and. I do like Gallup, and I traded him away last year. You traded him uh, away like like less than a month ago. No, no, no. I traded him in a trade. Oh. I traded him in a – no, I did. I got him from Josh, and then I did. I traded him (laughs) like a month ago. Yeah, you're right. I got him from Josh in one of those Twitter things. Oh, yes. Oh, I got him good. Yeah, Yeah, he got a good – Like I'm like, you are so dumb for doing this, dude. And like every one of his (laughs) – 
you know, <laughs> I'm like, why did you like, you're never going to win in those. Like those are all, people are always going to craft their trades to get the Twitter vote, you know? So and, briefly, Justin was like Devonte Adams involved in this trade. Yeah. Also, It was Trubisky and Adams <laughs> yes. for, for uh, Stafford and uh, Gallup. So I was taking advantage of the fact that people don't pay attention to the fact that it's a 16 team super right. flex. Yeah, exactly. They don't, that, they don't even know what it's like. And see, right. that's exactly what you did. You crafted it to uh, right. fit. I'm like, when you do those, you have to like spell out all of the scoring. And that was one of the things that he didn't do that he should have was this is a, you know, and huge highlights, you know, 16 team league, super flex. Yeah. yeah he's got to put yep. some, ast- some stars on yeah. the side of that. Right. Live and learn, right? I'm not good at those outhouse challenges, man. You know, I guess he kind of invented it. Like here, I'll, here he did, I'll yeah. you know, any trade that I get, I'll post on Twitter and I'll lean towards the side that wins or loses or whatever, whatever, how it goes. I tried it with him and I was not good at it. It was the very first time. I, you know? yeah, like, wait, I need to think more about Twitter and how Twitter does yeah. things. You like can't, the quick you, click, because yeah. that's what people do, the quick click. They want to see a big name. So yeah, that was the, that's the key. Can, you think you can can get a fast one by Twitter, but you'd be surprised, man. So now to be, so staying on the subject of trade, just a real quick one. I, speaking of outhouse, I made this trade with outhouse in the, the DDCL, the dynasty diagnostic champions league. And this was small potatoes, but it's interesting in the sense that you can steal players off someone's taxi squad. You posts on the homepage steal and then you write the name of the player and the and the team that you want and you can steal that player in return they get a higher. round higher than you than you than they were drafted so, yeah. so for instance say uh like DJ Dallas went in the third round and I and I was like steal DJ Dallas I would have to give up a second round pick right uh, so the guy has the option to whatever so that being said I made a trade with Outhouse. I I sold Jarek McKinnon, and I got back two 21 thirds for Jarek McKinnon. Whatever. So, it's a whatever trade. Uh, it depends on if you give a shit about McKinnon or not. I don't. Yeah, but makes these, sense. With these thirds, I then scanned uh, all the rookie drafts, and I looked at all the fourth-round picks, and I was like, yeah, I'd give a third for that guy. I'd give a third for that guy. So then I went to see – which one of these players was on these guys' taxi squads? Mm-hmm. So I put in an, I put in a steal for Tyler Johnson for a third. Did you get that by the way? I didn't. It's still there's been it's been a ghost town. No one has said anything. It's the things just sitting in there. No traffic. I e- I email. I texted outhouse. I was like, hey, well, how's this steal thing work, man? I think I got. It. I think I did it right. I, t- I did Aton. So outhouse, Stompy, and Aton run the league. So I, I reach out to Adhouse. He's like, I don't know. Talk to, that was Ed Satan's thing. So I reach out to Aton. I'm like, hey, man, I did the steal thing, like the guy that did it before. And he was like, did you do this? I was like, yeah. So it has to go 10 days. I think I got like three days left. So then I'm scanning yep. it again, and then I see uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm like, yeah, I give a third for him. Why not? So I could get – I possibly could get – People Jones and Tyler Johnson for Jarek McKinnon. Still a whatever yeah. trade. Still a whatever trade, but more, right. more promise um, on young all. upside. Yeah. So in this league, it's kind of deep too. So, what would you guys pay and blind bid for uh, DPJ? How many teams? I think it's twelve. Twelve team. How deep are the rosters? Twenty-eight. So pretty standard. Mm, it's pretty deep into the season at this point. It's probably picked pretty clean. I would, uh, I would probably throw. I don't know. I'd probably th- how bad you want him. I'd probably th- I throw I throw most of it on there. I'd I'm, throw, I'm, a, I'm an I'd all throw. or none guy. Like I want the guy. So if I have if I know I can get him by just I blew all my a hundred I blew a hundred bucks in fab on uh, Logan Thomas. Okay. <laughs> all right. One point seven five premium. So on a tiered so sure. tiered PPR. Well, why not? Uh, I'd, I'd probably throw 40 or 50 percent on that for DPJ at week seven into the season. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's unreasonable. And I don't, no, no. I don't know what all everyone's all about Hollywood Higgins all of a sudden. Get out of here with that. Come on. He's going to be so hard to predict, I think. And that's going to be the tough one. Like, I, you're going to get something out of him probably every other, every third week. But, like, is he really somebody that you're going to feel comfortable putting in your starting lineup? 
I mean, he's he's the guy that you're going to plug in maybe on like just for bye week filler, but I mean, at least Donovan Peoples Jones, you can hold on to him and put him on your taxi or you know, there is promise for the future. I think Higgins is like what is he like 28 or something like that? Yeah, he's I'm older. I mean, he's really with Tennessee years ago. Like mm. he's been he's been around for a while. Yeah, we've already talked about fucking Higgins too much. He's he, he, he that guy's been on probably everybody's team in a, in, a, in a long-standing league. I made a trade for uh, Gallup this week. Oh, um, I was offered Gallup for my Antonio Brown. What? Oh, oh I would have taken Gallup in a second. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. I have yeah. Brown in the DDCL. Anyway. Yeah, I just put him up on my trade bait once he signed, and apparently somebody got excited about him. And oh, I'm in, I'm in a, you know, I'm not competing this year for sure. So, what do you think Brown is? Um, you think he's? I mean, Gal, uh, Godwin's out for another game or two with a busted finger. So, I mean, Brown steps in. You can't question the guy's ability, right? And he has a great work ethic. It's just a matter of if his head can stay screwed on. So. I think yeah. he'll be fine. I think the problem is long term, just like can he keep focused? You know what I mean? That that's yeah. that would be my biggest concern, but you can't deny the guy's talent. Tom Brady wants him, so he's gonna use him. Yep. You know? He's also thirty two years old and hadn't played in the NFL in a year. Well, so there's something caught- to be said for that. He's played one game in a year and a half. He caught a touchdown pass. I mean, that's an issue, but I mean it's not like it's Des. You know what I mean? Like Dez was right. He had two blown tires when he retired the first time. <laughs> right. And so you can't question, like, it's not like an ability issue. It's just a matter of, does he, is he capable of shaking the rust off? I guess it was hilarious when there was the rumors of him, like potentially signing with the Ravens. Like my phone lit up like fourth uh, of July with people adding him <laughs> and I actually called Josh out. Cause he added Des in one of, in one of our leagues. And, I'm like, really, Josh? And he's like, hey, you know, it's either him or some jackhole. I just, you know, some other jackhole that I'm going to cut. So what are you giving up AB for? AB is like a hit or miss guy. And that's not a guy that I usually like to keep on my my roster when I have the opportunity to sell him for something of value. So he's kind of very much like a high end um, Josh Gordon. You know, he could he could end up being on your roster for the next two years. And you not be able to reap any rewards. So it's just a matter of just blowing them out when you can. Um, If I'm contending, though, I don't mind holding on to him. Like, I have nothing into him. And if he hits, he could be, you know, a big, like a big bump for my team in the playoffs. But what am I paying? I'm like, like, I'm not going to sell him for like a third rounder. I don't think I think I would just rather hold him on my team and see if he actually does something. And then if he does something, people are going to get really excited and I'll, I'll be able to make more. And if not, I can cut him at some point. So right. like, it's not the end of the world if I don't get anything out of him, but if I'm a contender and he's on my roster, I'm not going to sell him for, I don't know if I'd sell him for like a late second. I'd probably just hold and hope. I'd sell him for any second. Yeah. I just don't have any confidence that, that he would be worth anything. Tom Brady can't sustain the receivers he has much less adding another one into the mix. I mean, it's just not, it's not a high volume offense, you know, as a whole. It's not. It's not a very efficient, as far as the passing game goes. It, and it doesn't funnel like it did last year. It was such a funnel offense with Winston going to Godwin and went and uh, Evans. But now, I mean, Brady is perfectly willing to spread the ball out to twenty nine different damn receivers, and you know, Scotty Miller is out there getting six targets a game, and. You know, he's he's targeting Gronk again, and they've never used the tight end, so that was a big deal to to bring Gronk in. And I, I have to say I was wrong because Gronk looks good out there, and I was I, I completely thought he was washed. But now it's just another mouth to feed. I'll take the second and, you know, maybe use that as a piece later to go get something that's going to actually help me win a game. Well, that brings us to Mike Evans, because now everybody's talking about Mike Evans. Every every show, he's, hey, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, man, let's drop him and redraft. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, <laughs> this is what Mike Evans does. He does this every year. Yeah. He, he gives no, you come on. nothing games, and then he goes nuts. But, yeah, okay, you got to remember, though, Tampa Bay's still figuring shit out. 
you know, I don't know. I think you, you could be patient with Mike Evans. I've tried, I offered, I put in a couple offers or I did not put in offers. I've been trying to dump by, <laughs> since I just, everybody's trying to dump Mike Evans right now. My latest I sent, I offered Mike Evans and Kareem hunt for, it was like a, it's probably going to be like a top three pick in a super flex first. Just yep. Evans and Hunt for the first. Most likely top three. Super flex. Did you get a response? No, but it's been sitting out there for a couple days now. Yeah. Did you send it to know. Kevin Cotillo? No, no, no. This is uh, <laughs> I sent this to Jerry Sinclair, actually. Oh, you should be DMing Jerry. What's going on, man? What'd I did, think? dude. I, I'm, I'm in that chat. I'm in the Dynasty Warzone chat, and I, I fucking texted. I sent a message. I was like, accept my trade, Jerry. <laughs> he ignored you still. No response, and he's been and he's been and he's been uh and he's been posting stuff since. So I know he sees it. He's probably I don't know what he's thinking. I had an offer today. Um, a guy was trying to get rid of Evans. It was Evans and a mid second for Cup in my mid first. Oof, what seemed backwards? Yeah, I'd probably give Evans. I I would much rather have that Cup side and yeah. On. Yeah, he um, he actually revoked it because he got nervous, and then he shot me a message and was like, "Hey, is this something that you would consider doing?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely not." Like, I I have Evans, <laughs> like I just have Evans. I just know his value right now. Like, it's just so in the tanked. dumps, and yes. it's tanked. Yeah. His his value is tanked into nothing. I mean, it, it kind of reminds know. me of Des a little bit, you know, like when he just kind of all of a sudden. People are like, his name's going to carry the value, right? Like, Des Bryant was also not old when he fell off the cliff either. Correct. And they're both kind of those physical, you know, they they dominate with their their size. Uh, I know Des, his issue just because he wasn't a great route runner. And, you know, I don't know how much of that's Evan's issue, but because Evan's just could always jump and post up and do all that. And, Bryant had 1,320 yards and 16 touchdowns at 26. and 27, he had 400 yards in nine games. And then it was 796 and 838, and he was out of the league. So it just – he fell off. I mean, it, it's – honestly, that's a really good parallel if it if it holds true. They're, they're similar receivers. He's got I mean, under five targets. He's got under three targets in two games. He's got wow. under five, he's got under five targets. In four games. Four games. No, thank you. That's not. Yeah. He's not fine. He's not fine in that offense. Yeah, well, it's the it, touchdowns well, are carrying him right now because all I know is Godwin is out again. Yeah. So it might be you know it might be an opportunity to capitalize on Antonio Brown getting some some volume and then shipping him away once he once he pops a game because. It's going to be a, a bum a bum leg Mike Evans and crazy ass AB a- out there. So, want to hear a trade I offered in a ten team league that got no response? It was Mike <laughs> Evans and Amari Cooper for Jalen Rager and probably a top three first round pick in a one QB. I think that's a fair offer. I think that's more than fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't get a response at all. It's just sad. And it's like, sounds like you got some really shitty uh, league owners. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. responding to your offers. It's yeah, sat there for a while. And then I, I was going to text the guy and I was like, you know what? You know what? And I, I just pulled it. I pulled it after uh, it was out. It was up there for a day. If you're it. not competing, that's a fine offer. If you're competing, yeah. there's no way I would do that. All right. So last week I tried to sell Geo in a 14 team Superflex auction league. So the, the third round picks have more value for someone who's going all in, but they have very little value for someone who has not committed to the draft. If yep. you understand what I mean. Yep. I offered, I spammed the league. Every owner I offered Geo for a third and a fourth. And, and then of course I posted, like, I posted uh, a CBS sports um, article about how he's been a great performer with, Joe Mixon, like with that Joe Mixon out, like, you know, hey, before you guys hit that reject button, you might want to read this. All right. No, not even a counter on any of them. And it was shocking to me. Like, and then he goes out and scores 24 points. And it's like, you know, you, some of you guys could have used him, you know? Right. 
So I'm going to spam the league again for a third, but I just, I mean, it's shocking how little people, like how they overvalue picks at this point. If you can get two or three games of RB1 production from somebody, it's easily worth a third. And yep. and that someone countered and been like, yeah, I'll take a, uh, I'll give you a third, not the fourth. Okay, fine. Yeah, no. that's an easy counter right there. That's probably getting accepted. Right. Yep, yeah. for sure. And no one was in on that. And it, it just was completely shocking to me that I didn't get one counter at all. Just for a third rounder for a starting running back in the NFL, even if it's only for a game or two. I'm in a ton of leagues and I always try to counter or something. You know, it's, it, yeah. Sometimes I get, sometimes you're in a tough spot and you're like, oh, I can't get to this right now, but I don't know. And I understand the people that aren't in position to win. Like, I know I send it the first, the first person that rejected it, uh, he rejected it probably 10 minutes after I sent it. And he's, he's not good. His, his team's not great. So I get not doing for that. But there are a lot of contenders still in that league. And I mean, nothing. I love I love that rejection time though, right away. Like that. Yeah, right. I'd like, rather someone reject it just like that than let it sit for sure. So, oh yeah, man, that's what's good about Shane. Let's talk about Shane Manila. He's good at um, he sends. Not only does he get the the quick rejection, but he always comes in with a counter. Always. Yeah. Nine oh. of the fourteen teams are five and five or better. Nine of the fourteen. There's a lot of there's there's really bad teams. Like mine and another, and and I purposely did it. The other guy did not. I have his first, but I punted for for rookies and twenty twenty one money. So I'm fortunate there that I have the the first two picks out of that. At five and five in this league, I feel like you have to, you know, commit one way or the other. Right. And they're just you know people are stubborn sometimes. So Justin, when you accepted that trade. I had a trade sitting out there that Shane had proposed to me. Chris, it's basically Chris Herndon for the, the 2022. Oh, I would do that. I would. Oh, I would. I would want my second over Herndon. He was offering you Herndon and a fifth. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've got no use for Herndon. You, Bill, are you completely out on Herndon? There was so much hype around this guy. Like he did well. Uh, what his rookie year? Um, yeah, there was really no one else on the offense at that point in time. So he was basically their slot essentially. Now that Crowder is there and like he was never this great prospect coming into the league. He just happened to pop, you know, his rookie year. So that's the thing. Yeah. When he came out, when the Jets drafted him, I was like, I've never heard of this guy. I'm like, I'm looking down, I'm looking on the um, DLF fucking all the rankings and even De- the Debbie, right? There's not, there was her Chris Herder was nowhere. Yeah. Right. So, I was like, what, what, so, and then the, it came out that I guess he was injured his senior year and, and that seems to be an ongoing thing with him with these injuries. So, you know, he had that he had that breakout rookie season, and then he just got into some off the field stuff, and then he came back for less than a half a game and cracked a rib, and he, he missed the entire season. He played like half of a a half. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, so everyone was like, oh, and everyone was hyped up last year, the two years ago. So, so this year it was, oh yeah, he's coming back. Yeah. Ace is giving him fucking, oh yeah, can't Guilty. wait. Guilty. Yeah. So, yep. uh, but I mean, I bit last year, I bit last year. I was hard on Chris Herndon and I, I'm not going to get burned twice. So I was out on him this yeah, year. I got him yeah. in some heavy premiums. Cause I figured, you know, he's Sam's guy. Cause they have nobody else to throw to that. That was yeah. the whole thing, man. He made it, had a big drop the other day. Who knows, man, maybe they get with a gaze and they, so they get someone to work that offense the way it's supposed to, who the hell knows. Yeah. It's but, only a 1.25 premium as well. There's just not much. There's not enough premium yeah. to make it matter. And it's not like he's a high volume tight end anyway. So that's not, you're not getting anything really extra out of him. Talking about Chris Herndon at tight end, heavily drafted before the the season when everyone was doing drafts and especially in the FC Eliminator. (laughs) John Bosch, Fantasy Cares Eliminators. The Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod has lost yet another one. Mr. Fishing for a win, Brian Hooten, our good buddy and and uh, HQ1 brother. This one is for you. <laughs> All right, and just so we can be clear, what, what, what was that? 
Oh, Brian's Brian's a big guy, man. He's he's two flushes. Two flushes for Brian. Chrissy <laughs> <laughs> flush. <laughs> man. Larry's really wiping hard the time. That's the bidet. Yeah, that was the bidet. Yeah, I got to clean it. So just to be clear, I was not in that bottom three or four this week. Dude, weren't you in that? You had like the top spot, no? Yeah, I scored like 32 points more than anybody else. I didn't have to stress one bit this week. I looked up and went, I'm good. But I know I I checked at one point. It was like 147. I was like, all right. And then Tyler Lockett goes off. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> oh man, that was nuts. Lockett almost outscored Hooten's team by himself. So <laughs> I am still alive, and all the nine that I was in last week, I'm still alive in those nine. I didn't go down. Nice. Toilet. I'm currently still alive in a fantasy timeline eliminator. That makes one of us. <laughs> we were the first ones out of our own eliminator. That's what, that's what uh, Josh. Yeah. Was saying, I mean, yeah. we had some like we had. We auctioned off picks and stuff like that too. So right, yeah, we heard that. That was really good. Raised a good bit of money extra for that, so that's awesome. Yeah, so I think we raised like close to five hundred bucks just doing that. We did. We wanted to win. We wanted to win, so that was that. (laughs) So okay, getting so eliminators those were great, but I bet you no one had James Robinson in an eliminator. I bet you he was not drafted at all. Any eliminators? What do you guys think? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. I think that's a great call. And where do you think he would go in an eliminator now? If one was, if there was an address, if the, any kind of draft today, where's James Robinson going in a startup? Oh, in a startup or a redraft league? Because it's a different scenario. Yeah. In a redraft, I'm picking him in the third round. Yes, I agree. That's what my brain was. That's what I was thinking. Startup, yeah. you're, you're playing it a little safer. You're not sold on James Robinson yet. Not J Rob. You're you, you want a little more time out of him, but. For those that have him now, he gets worth a little bit more each week. But this past week, I feel like he made a little bigger jump just because he seemed like he was like a beast, man. He was like doing some beast mode shit. What are you giving up for James Robinson right now if you're a contender? If I'm a contender, I might give up my first. You know, I don't know if I'd give up much more than that. But yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at. But I think that people want more than that now. Yeah, I was selling for a first a couple weeks ago and I ended up packaging him in a deal and getting Dak Prescott. But mm. so I was, you know, on a team that again, that's, I have three that I'm just playing around with, with draft picks. Sure. And so I got Dak in a first for uh, Robinson, Wentz and Carr. Who you got? Speaking of, okay. So uh, in that, I was fine to sell Robinson. I thought he was a strong wow. piece in that package, but sure. You know, I just, um, I offered, we just talked about uh, fishing for a win, Brian Hooten, Hooten knives. I offered him James Robinson for Chase Claypool, and he turned me down. When yeah, did you I make that offer? Last week. Try to make that offer right. this week. Do it yeah. again. Right after he had a dud, and Robinson had the big game. Do it again. Uh, he just lost Beckham, though. I think was he Beckham on his team? I don't know, but maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll throw it back out there. That's actually like, not a bad idea anyway to go around and make offers. If you like uh, Claypool, go make offers for him now because people potentially might think, you know, with uh, Deontay Johnson getting most of the targets that that's going to really affect him. Right. Because that was the concern that a lot of people mentioned before. You know, he's doing all of this without Deontay out there. Yeah. yeah, and and he seems to get hurt an awful lot, Deontay Johnson. He sure does seem that way, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, but man. Yeah, so J-Rob for a first. You, so you guys like the idea of Claypool for Robinson? I would want Claypool personally just because right. I typically don't pay up for running backs. I'll, I'm happy just grabbing, like, satellite backs and that sort of thing or guys on their last leg. Uh, and pay second rounders for him. I'm usually not paying up for like a running back. So you think Claypool's worth more than a first round? I think he is. I think he's worth a first round. Um, and I just prefer the wide receiver, especially his um, kind of archetype. Like he reminds me of a uh, Galladay, like a more athletic Galladay. So where are you at on that one, Justin? Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer Claypool over Robinson simply because I, I think there's more long-term value in that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the biggest Claypool believer. Um, I think he's talented. I think you're going to have a lot of up and down games. Um, I don't think that what we 
what we were seeing there where he was scoring a touchdown every week and and you know catching 75 plus yards I, I don't think that's the real chase claypool and keep in mind roethlisberger is only going to get older and older you know i think he probably is there for another year or two at least you know probably through 2022 if i had to guess so you're looking at roethlisberger for another two years and i i feel like they're just going to keep phasing him down as far as his volume goes uh, he's already throwing the least amount of volume uh, as far as yardage goes in like 11 years or something. I mean, they're definitely, you know, being cautious with the old guy. I can't, I think Darnold's going to be on Pittsburgh or he's going, Darnold's going to be somewhere because Trevor Lawrence is going to be in, in the, in New Jersey over there. So the rushing leaders right now are Derek Henry, CEH, Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, Dalvin cook. Does anyone in that list surprise you right now? If we asked you this in the beginning of the season, <laughs> huh? Um, Golly, <laughs> yeah, maybe Drake. Um, that surprises me a little bit because I thought he would get a lot more of his production through the air, and it seems like that's not the case. They're giving it to Chase Edmonds. Granted, he's going to be not on that list pretty soon just because of Edmonds. His good foot. call, Justin, with the call last, uh, the hot take last week. Well, you, now it's too late. If you want to trade for Edmonds, it was it's too late. You should have listened it's, to that episode before Sunday. Before I ran out of space in my bio on Twitter, uh, Chase Edmonds truther was one of my uh, nice. Yeah, nice. one of the things on there. I liked Edmonds before Drake. I don't like Drake at all. I've never really liked him. Yeah, yeah. So I was never really a Drake uh, believer. I, I mean, I can tell you the only. The know. only place I owned Drake, I just held on to him because I'm a contender. But I had Edmonds, and it, it wasn't it wasn't you know by design. It was just that I ended up with Edmonds in a rookie draft and wasn't going to move him. Mm. You know, once I knew that you know he was going to get opportunity, because like last year when he when he got that he got two games. He got hurt in the second one, but when he got that first game, I mean he was off the chain. So I mean it's a good offense and. Yep. Just one of those where he was an underrated uh, backup in a situation where he could get volume, and now he's guaranteed to get some volume. So. I did trade uh, Edmonds away last week, um, so that kind of sucks. But What did you do? What did you do, son? Sit down. Let's talk about it. Edmonds and OBJ for Galladay. Oh, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with that? You should be. You should be. I mean, yes, I know. I know. I'm not like I love Edmonds, so it was hard to move him. But OBJ, even before the injury, was like, man, he's a tough move. Like he's really hard to get anybody to to pay even eighty percent of what you know market says it is. You know, so I think people are going to have him dying on their roster because um, nobody will yeah. pay up, and you don't yeah. want to move them for like a what somebody's willing to pay. Yeah, that, that ship has sailed. Yeah, I think they're in similar boats, Evans and OBJ. Oh, yeah. At least one of them isn't out for the rest of the season. Valid. Robinson or Kareem Hunt? Hunt. Yes. Ooh, James Robinson or Todd Gurley? Robinson. Yeah, probably Robinson. This is Dynasty? Yes. Okay. Yeah. James Robinson or Ronald Jones? Robinson. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Robinson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like you love Jones, man. I, I do Jones. love Rojo. I love I Rojo. Think that I'm gonna get the production this year and I can worry about future value. I've been on him since the beginning, and I I have fifty percent of my teams or I've got rid of him. I had him everywhere and I and I just I had to divest of in a I'm not done with him. I might that's one of those guys I might look to buy. Rojo? Yep. It's because I don't th- I, I don't believe that Fournette's back there anyway. He looks good, man. Rojo looks yes. fresh, you know. Look, Didn't he have like a bunch say, of targets? Yeah. Ro- Rojo was catching balls. Now Fournette got all the action. But look, He's when you're talking about rushing leaders, the real surprise on that list was Ronald Jones. Like Kenyon Drake, we knew was a starter. You know, Henry and, and Edwards Alaire and Cook, obviously, those are kind of guys that you expected to be. But Ronald Jones, no one expected him to have 500 yards through you know the first six, seven games, whatever he's played. But that three that three game stretch where he had 360 yards or whatever between those three games, that that's a huge set of you know a huge set of games there. 
Yeah. I don't, of all the guys there, that's the real surprise. Because we expected Kenyon Drake to get 17, 18, 19 touches a week. So. Well, before the Fournette trade, I think that people's expectations could have been that he was sure. going to be up there. But then once, absolutely, once Fournette got traded over there, everybody's like, yeah, he's not getting anything. Right, and, he's toast. And then, but yeah. he's shown well. I mean, he's yep. got 27 targets. I mean, if you project that over just like, you know, 50-50, we're almost at the halfway point of the season. I'm sure his volume will go down a little bit with if Fournette. And- yeah. One thing to note about Fournette is, you know, he had 11 carries for 50 yards last week. And Rojo had 13 for 36 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but first and you, second round guy. But but yeah. on the other hand, uh, they each had one run that was you know abnormally long. Uh, Fournette had a 24 yard run, and um, Rojo had a 13 yard run. So outside of that, it's 12 carries for 23 and 10 carries for 26. So it wasn't like anybody any of them had a a really prominent role throughout the game. The other thing to consider is that four of Fournette's carries came on that last drive when they were up 18 and just grinding out clock, you know, basically garbage time with, with five minutes left, they're up 18. Like, so he, at, at that point he had already been out touched by, by Rojo on the ground. Um, right. I'm curious to see if his role in the past game maintains that much of a difference. Cause I think he had seven targets to Rojo's two, And that's concerning. That's definitely concerning. But so, so we talked about the rushing leaders, the top five being Henry, CEH, Drake, Jones, Cook. So Derrick Henry is the rushing leader by over a hundred yards. He's got and he played one less game than some of those guys. Right. Wow. Another yeah. good call. Derrick Henry is the rushing leader in fantasy points. James Robinson is 0. 0.90 points less than Henry on the season. One less than one point. How many games have they each played? Six and seven. Yeah, so it's it's one less game. One less game. Um, I mean, James Robinson has 107 attempts, rushing attempts, compared to 143 with Henry. He also it's has the receiving game. It's the receiving work. Yeah, receiving. yeah. James Robinson yeah. receiving work is off the charts, man. 32 targets for 225 yards, 27 catches. I yeah, mean, that's that's impressive. That's a 60 catch year. Chase Edmonds has the same amount of targets as James Robinson. How about that one? <laughs> Chase that's softy. Yeah, Chase Edmonds has been really involved in that uh, pass game, which is. I was listening to a pod that said that he had like seventy some less touches or something, or or maybe it was thirty some less touches than Drake, and he's like within one point of Drake in total points. I'm super excited to start him and not have to worry about. I I haven't been starting King and Drake the last two weeks, and of course. You know, two weeks ago, Kenyon Drake had that monster week on my bench, but uh, <laughs> I just I couldn't trust him. Yeah, I totally trust Chase Edmonds in a role where I know he's going to get the touches. And so, it's so obvious when you're watching those that. games, like the amount of burst, and you know, just it's so different when you look at the two of them play. We talk about tight ends on this podcast. I know that some folks don't value tight ends, but we like to talk about tight ends that are in a tight end premium, which makes them more important than your average bullshit tight end that no one cares about. So how many Bryant shares do you have? Because that guy was a such a low fifth rounder. No one, they got so many tight ends. Who cares about him? He had a nice profile. He kind of just he did he fell to the Browns, and everyone just thought it was he was in no man's land. But once again, the fantasy football universe turns all of us upside down and says, "Fuck you! We're gonna have a fifth round tight end of all fucking rookie catch two (laughs) touchdowns." Harrison Bryant. I actually had him starting in the fishbowl. How about that? Wow. Nice. That's ballsy right there. I lost. I got crushed. But (laughs) that's probably why I was starting Harrison Bryant. Right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. If if you're at that point now where you feel like you have to start Harrison Bryant, it means that your team is not looking great. Even if he does do well, that means that, yeah, the the rest of your team is probably – He got me 25 points. (laughs) Four for 56. That's nice, dude. And two tutties, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't – think Njoku is going to be that long. Uh, Hooper's, you know, he's been whatever. I think Bryant's a nice young young piece. Hooper, they'll probably cut bait with him after he puts in a couple of years. He's a 
he's a uh, I mean these free agent signings sometimes they're just they just pass through they don't stick and it seems that uh, I don't know Brian's been he's been getting on the field this whole season yeah they uh, you know Stefanski he was running a ton of like two tight end sets um, when he was with the Vikings and so uh, Hunter Bryant was like the uh, or Harrison Bryant right Yes, Harrison. Yeah. Yes, because Hunter, um, I think, is with Detroit. Yeah, um, Harrison Bryant was, you know, he he was getting a ton of hype in the pre-draft stuff, and just for being one of the more you know solid receivers and an all-around backs, and you know he's he's more of the guy, kind of guy that Stefanski's going to want to be out there more frequently just for blocking purposes and that sort of thing, and. You know, and Joku just doesn't quite fit that role that I think that he wants, like where there's a little bit more versatility. And, you know, they play a ton of two tight end sets, so he's going to be out there a lot. And just that alone is going to give him opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I have actually have him on like about a third of my teams um, just on my taxi squad. I mean, I didn't, it's not like I was playing them, but, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I like him. Higgins. He's one of the guys I was rolling a di- my, you know, the dice on. So yeah, it's yeah. nice to see that happen or hit every so often, you know? Hey man, your boy, uh, Hawkinson had a nice game, right? Yeah. I'm liking him, man. He's, uh, they're making sure to get, use him, especially down at the goal line. Um, there was, I think it was not last week, but the week before first and goal at the two and they threw like three passes in a row to him. Like they were gonna get him the touchdown no matter what, and that's a pretty positive sign that that's you know yeah, that's totally. where they're where they're heading you know throwing the ball to him. So right. which you guys are you guys Fant Fant or Hawkinson guys? Which guy? Which side do you want? I mean, I'm biased obviously, and I'm <laughs> more than happy to say that. But like, I like Hawkinson. He just seems like more of like the the Gronk type of guy or the the Kelsey kind of guy a little bit, you know, the guy that's going to get a little dirty, but like fantasy wise, I think fans the play honestly, just because he doesn't have to block when he's out there, he's running routes and that's it. I, I was hot pre-draft, but I do like fans role on that offense. Yeah. The only thing I'm concerned with is drew lock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, not, he's hashtag not good. Just not good. Well, and are you concerned at all with um, Albert? O? like, it seems like lock is just, locked in on him like he's just targeting him so much these last two weeks it's crazy like i think albert o got like was it like 10 targets last week or something like that it was just something insane wow you think that's gonna eat into fant i mean it's another tight end so right. exactly yeah. and they drafted him he's got decent draft capital too Wasn't i think like fourth third, round third yeah. fourth round yeah wow. and he's, a free, he's another freak athlete you know yep. he's one of the i think he ran the and they played and... together you know Right. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a locker room narrative there. You know, shower <laughs> yeah. narrative, as uh Levitan would say. So who's the next guy that's gonna pop next week? <laughs> who's the next tight end that's gonna go? You down? want us to pick the random like fifth round tight end that's gonna pop on the I want you to tell me like Van Arla. I want I want Mo Cox, baby. I miss I need my <laughs> I need Mo Cox. <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't miss um, let, let me no. look. I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> let me pull up a uh I need my, you to tell me you need Mo Cox. <laughs> I don't have let's enough. <laughs> let's leave a blank space here so he knows. Oh shit, I need to go in here and edit this. <laughs> no, do not let edit that. Stuff. So so I asked I said to Bill, you know, I asked him about Mo Cox, and he's like, "Hold on a second. He starts like scrolling on his computer. Man, he's like, "Wait, what's going on there? <laughs> here, I'll share some with you." <laughs> go ahead and go snag yourself some Trey Burton. <laughs> yeah, Trey oh, Burton's Trey a good Burton. one. Um, Coming off the bye, he's going to be a forgotten man. Or Cole Komet. Ooh, you know what? Why not? He was the top guy this year. What about Adam Troutman? Do I put in another steal for Adam Troutman? You pay a third for Troutman in a 1.75 tight end? Would I pay a third for Troutman? And absolutely. Yes. I'm giving Justin all these ideas. You got to get in on the steal thing, man. I'm, I'm telling you. I, I dig it. I'm just start, I'm sitting there. I'm like scrolling over, going over everyone's lineup, seeing who everyone has in their taxi, like matching up against the rookie draft to see if it's like, if it it's makes like going sense. going shopping. Yeah. 
Got a couple thirds. Let me do some shopping. <laughs> some taxi squad shopping with my thirds. There you go. So what's the rule with that? Like if they don't respond within 10 days and you get the player. And you give up yeah, around whatever the oh, yeah. you give up the you move around. If yeah. you have a, if it's a first round player, you give up a first and a second. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Or or they have the option to move the player up to their active they have, roster. They can, they can right. move them up, and, and they have to stay. They have to stay on the active roster yeah. from then so on. I have five shitty guys on my taxi squad. Mm. Justin's boy Darwin Thompson's on my taxi. <laughs> you gonna pay a fourth for him? <laughs> I, I I took him in the startup. This was a couple of uh, whatever when he came. His rookie season. Yeah, so I don't even know what to do with that. right away when everyone was like Darwin Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was super hyped, wasn't he? Like it was crazy, dude. I probably could have got a first for him, a 2020 first, and then yeah, you know, on top of that. But well, who would you gotten in the 2020 first? Nobody came out of that draft, so yeah, man. So let's get into why we're gonna say goodbye to Mister Super Duper Fly, Bill Super Duper Flex. So. I don't like to. I don't like to have folks. Hey man, tell me what you got going on. Rattle off your stuff, man. I like to do it, right? Okay, I'm- <laughs> good. Bill McCarthy, Mister Super Duper Flex. He's at the Super Flex Show, at Super Flex Show, at Super Flex Pod, at Super Flex Burts, at Fantasy Timeline, at what is this D one hundred one HQ? What's that all about? Yeah, if we do a um, a rookie digest every year for the draft, ah. um, so I do the uh, quarterback review for that. Uh, my only claim to fame was me uh, liking Gardner Minshew um, pre draft. Justin lives in his town right now. Ah, his former town. There's his original, his hometown. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Gardner Minshew's hometown. Wow, that's and, exciting! The rookie digest. And it, you know, up until it'll be fun to all the way through the rest of the season to be like, "Hey, there's an NFL starting quarterback from my from where I live." And there you go for one more season. Next year, I won't be able to do it. So, <laughs> oh, what's uh, what's Gostowski's uh, nickname? Beaver. Beaver. Do you know that? Yeah. You know that, uh, Bill? No, I did not know that. Steve yeah, Gostowski. He's from this neck of the woods as well. Okay. So. Is he unemployed yet? Because he should be. He should be. Uh, he should He's be. had a good career, though. It's, it's been a good, career. long career, and it's time to hang him up because yeah. those cleats are not going straight anymore. So you were on the SI.com, which have an article out there? Like a mock draft going on with a bunch of analysts, and then we had to write some pieces on how we, um, you know, why we picked certain players and all that kind of stuff. It was actually pretty interesting because that was right, that was right when Locke, or luck uh, retired. Right. And uh, so that was the, we had to pause the mock draft because all the analysts had to write articles for um, <laughs> their, their websites about luck retiring. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like the, the not me, but the people that are really analysts. <laughs> so dude, I'm on your, I'm on your Twitter page here and uh, you, everything's awesome. And then I click on the old superflexfootball.com. Yeah, it was an old blog that I never blog on anymore. I hate writing. I so hate writing. Like I would rather like shoot the shit with you guys than me have to like form sentences. Well, I click on it and it says all I see is this is this article and the headline is this isn't being used. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. See, that's my, uh, yeah, maybe I should put something else up in my uh, Twitter profile link. It's like this giant article you start writing, man. It's something about like COVID and stuff. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I probably just was bored one day. and <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, follow this guy. He's the man, dude. I love Bill. And uh, he comes from Detroit, Rock City. Come Detroit, on. Detroit, Rock City. Yep. So. Thanks for coming on, my man. And uh, yeah. listen to. Uh, I love talking to you guys. The fantasy yeah, good timeline. to have you again. Yeah. Fantasy Timeline is, is one of my favorite shows. I mean, all the Superflex shows. I mean, you can't get enough of that stuff, man. <laughs> and, uh, we catch you everywhere. So oh, yeah. thanks for coming on. Well, that's it for the Hot Sauce Pod and that. So I want to say this to you. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast.